0: Welcome to Kingdom Come with Andrew Nkoyoyo, called to be God's voice, reaching people worldwide with the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us here on Kingdom Come. We are glad you're tuning in. And we are continuing from last week. We are talking about the greatest need that you and I have. What is that need? Is the need for the fire, the true experience. Of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's continue. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. I was telling you that the fire, and I'm making a case for this, because we have to understand, God did not do anything without the Holy Spirit getting involved. And in the Holy Spirit is the spirit of fire. Even when he came and consumed the sacrifice of Elijah, it was the fire of the Holy Spirit. So that was the Old Testament, but now we are in the New Testament. The New Testament church, how was it birthed? It was birthed by the fire of God. Amen. Jesus told him, go wait. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, you see, when we put a demand on heaven, We are going to experience the suddenlies of heaven. And here, there is a suddenly from heaven. They were in communion. They were pressing in. But they were expectant. And suddenly came a sound from heaven. As of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Verse 3. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like of fire. There you go again. Fire. And he sat on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. Amen. He says. Acts 1.8. When the Holy Spirit comes you receive power. Amen. What happens when the Holy Spirit came? He brought the power. The fire power with him. Now the church is bursting. Not out of complacency, compromise, or fear, it is birthed out of boldness, it is birthed by the fire of God imparted by the Holy Spirit. And now, the moment they walked out of that room, when you begin to read further, and, and the Bible says that it was noised abroad, all of a sudden they have been praying and waiting in silence. Now the fire creates the noise. Amen. You see the holy spirit is going to advertise the gospel he's going to advertise jesus because when he shows up there is the noise of the supernatural power of god taking place healing touching people that was a noise it was a good noise you see but today we are afraid of the noise amen oh it has all to be nice and quiet and calm yeah that is good but if you want to live in the new testament bible reality there has to be noise because when the holy ghost shows up he doesn't tell you how to he just takes a hold of you and he begins to move and all you need is to be yielded and surrendered to his movement that's how the new testament church was born so the new testament church was born by fire and i believe the last church the end time church is a church at the pinnacle of this fire Because I'm going to show you that this fire is the one that empowers the church. You see, the Great Commission is given to the church, but it's the church with power. It's the church with fire. Actually, it says, wait until the Holy Spirit empowers you with fire so you can go to the nations. He didn't say go to Bible college, go to the training school, go to this and this seminar, and then go to the nations. Come on now. I'm a missionary myself. I know what I'm talking about. I've been in So many countries, I can't remember. But I'm telling you, there was one thing that makes a difference. I've talked to missionaries that are succeeding and failing. That the difference is the power of God on their lives. I have found wonderful people that are depressed out of their minds. They they say, we don't know, we love God. We have been here and they are barely holding on. Why? Because something is missing. They have good intentions. They have their faithful. But the power to perform the task is missing. And say, Jesus is saying the good intentions are not enough. Being faithful is not enough. Are you listening, church? He says, you need to go in the upper room and wait. Because when he comes, he will baptize you with power and with fire. Now you can go produce the proof that I am the risen Messiah. You see? A few weeks ago in the class, we talked about the, the, the anointing of the believer. The saints' movement that God is raising. But you see, that's a movement anointed. Mark 15, 16 through 18. They are walking in miracles, signs, and wonders. This is the saints. Do you believe? He says, these will follow them that believe. There's the anointing of the believer. And that anointing is not only with just preachers. That's the anointing of the believer. With signs, miracles, and wonders. Amen? Amen. But he says, the condition, how you get the anointing of the believer, is to go in the upper room. <laughs> But you see, we think because, oh, they're the ones that walk with Jesus. Actually, the gift, the Bible tells us in Acts 2, 39, that it is for us and even for those that are far off. Who is us, the Gentiles? Because we are far off. We are grafted in. Amen. Amen. But it says, even for you, if you believe in the Messiah, he will it, it will be yours. And so also you can go back to your Gentiles and or even to the Jews and the nations and bring them in. Why? Because now you don't only have just the words, the, the Torah or the word of God. You've got the power to make the word alive. Amen? The word is supposed to come alive. How? Because the Holy Spirit is moving through you. That's why the Bible tells us in Ephesians that the, the, the word of God is the sword of the Spirit. Where the Holy Spirit is working, the Word has to be present. But where the Word is, the Holy Spirit has to be present. But most of the time, we have the Word minus the Holy Spirit. And then we wonder how we have many seminars and services and this we have done. And we haven't had much effect and change in cities, in communities. Why? Because the transformer is not there. You see, you may have all these other pieces, but you've got to connect the the wires to transmit electricity to the source. Right? And then when you turn on the switch, boom, the light comes on. But you see, the Holy Spirit is that. Connector is that switch. You need Him there. Amen? So the symbol of Christianity is not the cross. Would you agree with me? It's the flame. It's the flame. Because you see tongues of fire. It's a tongue on fire. Is a man on fire? That's the symbol of Christianity. Do you want to show me really what true Christianity is? Show me a tongue on fire. Show me a man on fire, a woman on fire. Because that's what he says. He makes his men and women a flame. Oh, this is good. Here Paul Peter preaches. Verse thirty. Uh, 14 through 36. But then in verse 37, we see after the fire, these masses are converted. 37, and when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Verse 38, and Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Or the spirit of fire. 39. For the promise, this promise, this gift of fire, he says, It is unto you, unto your children, unto all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. You see? This gift is for today, and is for you and your children, and even those that are far off. Those that God will call. Those that will hear the message, and repent, and receive Christ. You see, this is what the gift of fire does. After 50 days, of the, the facts of the gospel were completed. But there was no conversion recorded. But after Pentecost, 5,000 souls believed on Christ. Acts 4.4 How bit many of them which heard the word of God believed? And the number of men was about 5,000. That is without counting women and children. One preaching, and I read for you, the Bible says, and they were pricked in their hearts. What made the change? The anointing. The conviction. That's why Jesus said, go wait. Because when it comes on you, when you preach, men are going to hear. Hearts are going to be captured, transformed. And that's what happened. 5,000 men, not counting women and children. And remember, in in a regular meeting, most most of the time, women outnumber the men. So it is safe to say, you could say probably it was about 15,000. If you just only count men. But that's the impact of fire. What is this fire going to do? You see, this fire is the one that is going to set men's hearts ablaze for souls. We could try to motivate people. We could try to do... I'm telling you, I've done the Kairos program. You know, even in, the, in Europe, the perspectives... And I have people, I notice people get excited for a few weeks. Well, they are convicted and excited and after a while, they go back being submarine Christians. (laughs) And then they will surface when there is another event or another whatever. Oh, that was so convicting. And then they go back. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I've been in this business for a while, I can tell you. But you see, it is the fire of God. When it touches you, you can never be the same. It is what's going to set your heart ablaze. And then people wonder, why are you giving it all? When you're getting nothing in return, because it's worth it. But because you have encountered the true flame of God, and it has sanctified you, it has set you ablaze. You don't know why, but you're like Moses in the desert. There is a wind pushing you, and you don't know what that is. (laughs) Amen? Amen? but you are going you are in the desert you don't know why you're still going but you're going why because there is an eternal flame there is a flame from god that is burning in your heart you see as i've been training in africa and in europe god told me make let bring people to me that's what he told me because i got frustrated How come I can't get people to stay with the program and really be fired up like I'm fired up? And I said, they haven't encountered what you have encountered. I am known better. But when you encounter God, your life changes. Amen? Amen. So then what I did was the people I'm discipling, I'm taking them to the closet with me. For them to learn how to mourn and groan. For them to encounter the fire. And actually, one of them is in Tanzania, and they call him Mr. Fire. <laughs> True story. True story. Stephen, in Tanzania, they call him Mr. I went from South Africa, and then I flew there, and I spoke at the UN office there, with some dipl- and ministered in different churches, and and everywhere we went, he said, "There comes Mr. Fire." Why? Because when he intends he said, "The fire of God is here." Awesome. <laughs> They call him Mr. Fire. Why? He's carrying the fire of God. Can you imagine how proud I was? Yeah. You see that I helped raise, you know, disciple and encourage this man. Yeah. Now he's received, he's shaking the nation with the fire of God. Amen. Yeah. But God told me, we'll, we, we used to stay up in the middle of the night in, in my living room on the table. We didn't have many chairs. We just had a big table to open the Word and pray. And we'll stop just searching the word and communing and, and the power of God will come and heal us. And then we'll go out there healing the sick, going into the hospitals. You'll ask me, did you love going into the AIDS world where people stink? And, and No, but there's something is pushing me. <laughs> For those of you that have read Working the Works of God, you've read this testimony when I went to that one hospital. The girl that they are sending home to die with AIDS. She's like so skinny uh, boils all over. Uh, armpits, lips dripping blood. I mean she barely has anything on because there is no there is no meat on her bones and, and they just have to cover a little bit of cloth on her body. And they have sent her that morning when the Holy Spirit told us to go to the hospital, they told her to go home and die. Back at the bay. And then we walk in, and the Holy Spirit said, You have to go in. I said, Lord, oh, this stinks. I mean, the, he hit me almost. I, I'm going to pass out. And the Holy Spirit said, Remember, I love you the same way I love those people. And I want to go touch them. And I could see as I walk in, there's the Catholic priest, you know, going through his routine. And he's blessing and Bless his heart. He's doing his best, you know, and he's loving on those people, you know. And I come and, you know, and I'm like, Lord, what do I do? He said, Just tell him. Preach Christ. And then in the middle of this world, this young lady, I'm stunned. I'm left over words. What do I say? I mean, shh, there's nothing left. And the Holy Spirit said, now, you remember the communion of the Holy Spirit we talked about last week? You come to a place of intimacy with Him, He will put everything at your disposal. That afternoon, He said to me, do whatever you say. I will do. I didn't have to know how to pray. He just told me. Whatever you, you say. I will do. And as I laid hands. Because I mean. I, she had balls everywhere. As I put my hands on her. I just closed my eyes. And I just began to pray. And she told me. I felt the fire go through me seven times. You want healing? You want the fire of God. Because the fire of God. Imparts. The gifts and the healing, the miracles, the signs and the wonders. I have no answer for her. And God said, whatever you say, that's what I'll do. I closed my eyes, laid hands on her. By the time I was done, the lips that were dropping blood had stopped. The balls under the armpits had disappeared. She could not walk uh, or sit in eight months. I took her by the hand and she sat. She could not eat. She ate later. But she could not talk. She talked to me. The fire consumed every ounce, everything that has to do with AIDS in our body. Like that. Oh boy, don't we have a revival now because now the nurses and the doctors are wondering. They're sending this lady, this young girl to go home and die. Now she's, testi- she's sitting, she's testifying. The fire of God. There's another testimony in the book about Lydia. God told me the only way, first 40 days 40 nights and one of the days he told me now I've given you this compass go arise, and, and take it and I said Lord how he says there's a blind girl here Lydia you're gonna call everybody and you're gonna pray for her in front of everybody because you're gonna tell them, you're gonna heal the eyes I was shaking mom. so bad I thought my pants are gonna fall down you see my amabera, bearer my roommate I turn around, he's nowhere to be seen. <laughs> because this is a school of about three, 400 students and they're telling me if they don't open, we're stoning you to death. And they mean it. And the Holy Spirit said again, Andrew, whatever you say, that's what I'll do. I did not have to pray the perfect prayer. I just said, in the name of Jesus, blind eyes open. And Lydia's eyes were open. And those that were looking forward to stoning me, all of a sudden, they want to know what kind of God I serve. I had tried to have a meeting in the, in that, on that campus, in the conference hall, and I have done it. Put posters, put all the advertisement, nothing. It was just me and my armor bearer for two weeks of preaching empty pews. After the fire of God touched Lydia, eyes open, I could not even find room to go into the, the room to preach. All the students packed to capacity, including including the principal. And if you have read the book, the principal called me and he said, By the way, God told me, <laughs> God told me to pay your tuition and everything you'll need. But God shows up, the fire of God shows up. It did not only heal Lydia, it took care of my need. Remember? My supplies is in the house. Remember that? It's in your house. In the anointing, in the supply of the Holy Spirit. Working in you. But you have to allow the fire. Amen. Amen. In Romania I'm praying in one church. In Gataia. And we are preaching about the fire of God. The cleansing and the, the spirit of burning. And the spirit of conviction. And the power of God comes on the congregation. And the assistant pastor. God tells me that he's giving him. The gift of healing. Guess what happened to him. The fire was burning in his hands. He was like, it's like it's it's burning. I was like, I guess you got it now. (laughs) See, nobody had, no one had to lay hands on him. The Holy Spirit imparted the fire that he's going to need to go heal the sick. Amen? Amen. And from that day, he's moving in another level of power and miracles in his life. You see that's what I'm telling you your greatest need. Now this doesn't only apply to just serving the Lord. this changes your life. It, it, like I told you, it ministered to my need at the school, and I have tons of testimonies to tell you, but we don't have the time. Our need is to connect, to begin to walk in the true fire of Pentecostal experience. It doesn't matter to me whether you believe in the Holy Spirit or not, you need it. And I told you, it's the God that you believe and you have a revelation knowledge of that you're going to have. You see, we have made God in our own image. So the, whatever image you're made of God, that's the God you're going to see. So if you believe that your God, your Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that's the Jesus you're going to encounter. Amen. Let's talk a little bit about the effects of fire here before I run out of time. You see, this fire is visible and tangible. In Acts 2, verse 2 and 3, they saw it. It came down, clothing tongues of fire, and began to sit, and they began to move and speak in tongues. But it don't just end there in, in Shandai, Hyundai, Hyundai, who shut my hander down. <laughs> It doesn't end there. When they came out of the room, they had the answer to the masses. You know, and Peter and the rest, they stood and they were thinking, oh man, they, are, they were drunk. They were struggling under the power and the firepower of the Holy Spirit. Yes, but then Peter told them, we are not drunk, but the promise has been fulfilled. And he began to preach and their hearts were pricked and 5,000 men went down on their knees, I believe. One meeting. Amen. The fire of God is powerful. It prepares, it commissions, and it empowers. That's what it does. Acts 1.8, Jesus says, you're going to be a witness. You're going to be a proof producer. You want to serve. You want to live the life that I'm calling you to live. You're going to need this fire. I don't care who you are, where you come from. This fire will turn you into what God wants you to be. But you have to put a demand on it. You have to believe that it's your greatest need. Yeah, we have other needs of prayer and, and love. and But I'm telling you, when you get immersed and touched by the eternal flame of God, the love of God, remember, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of love. Oh, how I talk to teach you about that. The Holy Spirit is everything that you're going to need God to be to you. Why? Because the Spirit of God is the face of God, is the hand of God, is the feet of God, is the voice of God. I mean, everything that God is going to do and deliver to you, it is through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen? Through His fire and His power. Luke 24, 49. We read that. Can write it down. Acts 4, 31. Listen what happened. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit began to speak God's message with power, with boldness. But you see the Holy Spirit that empowered them now, listen, you have one baptism, but you have many feelings. Oh. You see, when initially they were battles with the Holy Spirit, right? But now we see many times throughout, but this one example I'll give you. They prayed because they needed to go preach. And when they prayed, the power of God came, shook the whole place, and they began to preach with so much boldness that people began to get saved. So the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not only limited to only speaking in other tongues. It's also going to be manifested in boldness, in power. Amen? Amen. So don't just hang up just on, oh, I didn't speak in tongues, I'm not. No, 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 no. Because when the Holy Ghost came, they were filled with a boldness that only God could give to begin to share the gospel. Another effect, the fire consumes, Remember? It purifies the dross, cleanses, sanctifies. Isaiah 4 verse 4. And when the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughter of Zion and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of fire. Are you listening? How is he cleaning the house? How is he cleaning his people? By the spirit of judgment which is conviction and the spirit of burning which is the fire. Amen. Are we gonna see a great awakening in America on the earth today? Yeah. We need to yield to the inner working of the Holy Spirit to impart the cleansing fire of God. You see, we have made an idol out of revival. This is what God told me. You see, we one Romanian God told me, Quit talking just every time, just you're talking about revival. You need to bring the revivalist. Oh yeah, I'm going to show you right here who the revivalist is. First Peter 1, 2. He says, The elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Remember, the sanctification is of the Spirit. We want to be sanctified. The Holy Spirit has to work that work. Because now we have experienced the sprinkling of the blood of Christ but the sanctification is of the spirit. The fire transforms and transfigures. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of God are changed into the same image from glory to glory even by the spirit of the Lord. Who is transforming you? The Spirit of the Lord. From glory to glory. Into the image of Christ. The Spirit of the Lord. Who is the Lord? Jesus Christ. Who is going to turn you into the image of Jesus? The Spirit. Because it is the Spirit of the Lord. Jehovah. Spirit of Christ. Amen? Amen. The Spirit. This fire. Renews. Regenerates. Convicts the world of sin. Listen Titus 3 verse 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration listen to, to this one, and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. The renewing, the revivaling. The, the re, yeah, the revival is of the ta-da. <laughs> Amen. Now, we have had prayer meetings upon prayer meetings, and we are wondering what's going on. We need to go back and begin to yield and put everything at his disposal that he will begin to convict us so he can sanctify us. Remember, he sanctifies, and he's going to empower us to begin to work the works of God. And the condition of this is you have to repent, yield, ask, receive, and then obey. Isn't that wonderful? It's just so simple. Now we have repented, but now he says yield. Because as you yield, he's going to show you the next step. And all you have to do is to receive. And receiving is a privilege that is reserved for those who ask. Amen. To watch on our website, receive prayer, to give, or to request a copy of Andrew's book, Working the Works of God please visit us online at www.kingdomimpactministry.org or write to Kingdom Impact Ministry, P.O. Box 2073, Montrose, Colorado, 81402. This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you.